If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, BetterHelp, the sponsor of this episode, is here for you. BetterHelp offers a broad range of over 20,000 licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Plus, you can get 10% off your first month with my code, betterhelp.com slash Kohler. With BetterHelp, you can talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience, and all you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs before getting matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions, plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. As a mom constantly working around Jaden's toddler schedule, having my weekly therapy online has been a complete game changer and a huge reason why I have made big steps to better my mental health for myself and for my family. You can also request a new therapist anytime at no additional charge. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Don't forget to use my code to get that 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Kohler. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Kohler. Hello and welcome back to Kohler Commentary and another episode of the Korea Travel Edition. Today I am joined by Younghee Tewksbury, who when I used to go to church at Pinetti or Lighthouse Ministry in Dallas, Richardson area. And when I had left, I believe you and your husband had then joined the ministry. And so our paths never really crossed, but had seen your face and the involvement you had in the ministry. And then I think at like a wedding is when we like actually interacted. I had Jaden there and you just immediately helped when you saw a need or something. Oh, she knows I'm like a new mom who can use the help because my husband wasn't there either. So I just remember that presence and then following each other on Instagram, understanding each other in our newborn phases because Isabel is eight months, eight and a half maybe. And then Evan just turned eight months. So definitely some unspoken relating happening as we do this together but she has three girls and we're gonna hear more about it because they just got back from Korea welcome to the podcast hi I'm so excited to be here (laughs) (laughs) tell me I guess a little bit about yourself maybe a description about your family okay uh, my husband and I got married in 2012 we were really young 24 oh and we didn't you know we're actually from up north New York and Pennsylvania And so he had finished grad school and then we were looking to move. And so my parents were kind of like, why don't y'all get married and then move together? (laughs) Okay. So anyway, we got here when we were 24 in Dallas, Texas, and we didn't have our first kid till almost 30. So we had like five years of just him and I, you know, being the only married couple out of all of our friends. And then we had Harper when I was almost 30. Um, Ava two years later and then Isabel had the biggest age gap so she is almost six years apart from Harper and almost four years apart from Ava oh okay okay um my journey to motherhood man it has been really rewarding and really really hard but it has gotten easier and I feel like as the seasons come and go you have you know the highs and lows but overall, you come out knowing more. You never know less right. as you enter the same stages again with the second and third kid. And then you're kind of at this point, Harper's six. So we're hand in hand with 
our motherhood journey together now from here on out, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no fourth for a boy. <laughs> you know what? We, I feel like we low key tried three times for a boy and it didn't work. So maybe God's just telling me yeah. to, to <laughs> no, no, thank you. I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys have three very active and amazing girls from what I can see. Also, I I think we should have another episode at some point because I feel like you have a very unique approach even to like the education you hope to provide for your girls and even your birth journey, like having a doula. I think these are all like perspectives actually that would be helpful within the community. So I'm going to have you back on for that. Okay, so before you reveal your Enneagram, I would love to hear what kind of traveler you are typically before you had kids. Before I had kids, I think before and after are kind of the same. So I am kind of like a loose schedule type of person. Like I always go on trips knowing where I want to go and things I want to eat more, more importantly. But I never have like a timeline schedule itinerary that I have to follow. And I've never really been like that. So actually, my ideal vacation is an all inclusive where I don't have to do anything. Mm. And I can like plan excursions kind of on the fly. I have done like, you know, Europe travel once and things like that. But I think my personality type is a little bit more relaxed when it comes to travel. Mm -hmm. And then way type A when it comes to everything else. Life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, life. What about, do you call him Chris or do you call him Tukes or do you call him baby? I don't know. I I do not call him baby, (laughs) jeez. I call him Tukes, um, but his name is Chris. What about him? What kind of traveler is he? He will pay for everything and plan nothing. (laughs) Okay, so then what does that look like together, I guess? Because it sounds like you're not not a planner, but you're not a type A Yeah, I'm like kind of in the middle. Like I know where I want to go. I definitely know like places I want to eat and places I want to visit. But I don't, I just don't have it like down to, you know, a timeline or anything like that. And he's super laid back and go with the flow. So I don't know that we would really get along with a family that has all that planned out when we're traveling together. So we're kind of on the same page when it comes to that. Let's say another family had a plan. Would Mm -hmm. y'all be okay following that plan or you really prefer this like planless trip? Um, I really prefer the planless. Mm, After having kids especially. Ah, because it will never meet your actual plan. No, it won't. So with kids, you had mentioned that it's kind of similar, but share a little bit about what that looks like in terms of y'all's family style and how you and Chooks both contribute to that so like I think the question was like the traveling style Mm -hmm. but I think traveling and flying are two completely different things ah yeah you know what I mean and especially for 14 hours right yes for 14 hours like we've done tons of domestic flights and I often fly alone even with three yes it's so different because with flights something I hear on the plane all the time from like strangers because I have two or three with me is you are so calm and my response 100% of the time is losing my mind will only make things worse and not better on this airplane for you (laughs) so I'm really calm and really laid back on flights we get to the airport usually like just for a little bit before it's time to board I don't do like the long let my kids run around and type of thing. So we just kind of get there like right before I pack everything. I take about a week to pack prior to us leaving. And I don't 
pack a ton of stuff. Like it's, it's usually pretty light. Yeah. We get on the plane. My kids like, they know where to go. They know what to do. It's really a smooth flight. Usually now travel's different because of my traveling style. I usually like to plan it. So like one day we're doing something and the next day we're doing nothing. Mm. And one day we're doing something and the next day we're doing nothing. And I'm just kind of like crossing things off my list as we go. Interesting. And then what if you, what if you don't get to cross everything off your list? That is okay. We will come back. Okay. Oh, and you guys are both okay with going back to the same place. Yeah, we're okay with going back to the same place. I actually think that that's a great idea when it comes to traveling because you will not cross everything off and you're Mm -hmm. not pressured to cross everything off if you know that you'll come back. And then once you've gone to that place, you kind of know the ins and outs. You're not a first timer there. So I feel like you'll learn so much that first trip and the second trip you'll be so prepared to do things differently or, you know. For your kids, do you mm-hmm. think they like your style of travel? I don't know if they like me. <laughs> <laughs> I think they like my travel, but I don't think they like me sometimes because I'm like a very strict like disciplinarian and I don't like it when they're acting out. And sometimes it's hard for me to let them just be kids especially when we're traveling because like you know everything's heightened at that point anyhow yeah well let's let's get into that yeah okay what what is your enneagram i didn't even know what an enneagram was until i spoke to you but (laughs) i took the test and it says eight and i was reading i was reading the description to chris and he was like this is spot on oh my gosh i feel like i feel like it because without getting too into the enneagram in this episode there are paths and so an eight that's a challenger some people like to refer to them as like the passionate protector so it's not always like you're getting in a fight with them you know but they have like the blunt side they tell it as it it is they're very direct um but they're also super loving super passionate in their own ways but that can definitely get misconstrued at times for someone to feel offended even if that's not your intent right and so that happens all the time (laughs) right right and so yeah I think I'd love to hear more later as like there aren't as many eight females that I do know so I'd love to hear more about that but in this situation it's interesting because I hear I hear that come out in terms of like the way you are like no nonsense with certain things but then you also kind of like know how to have a good time for your whole family and they kind of know what to expect out of you it sounds like yeah I like that tip of like something fun one day and then like you rest and I noticed that in your stories as you were traveling I was like oh that's an interesting like tip that I don't think I thought about is like really take that time to enjoy the whole three weeks and not be burnt out by the first week and then probably hate the rest of it right yeah Um, and with jet lag too like that just changes everything right so how long were you guys in korea we were there from the 19th of may until june 15th so almost a month oh almost a month yeah about three and a half weeks yeah wow okay oh i also wanted to know do you know what tukes's um enneagram is did he take it yet Mm-hmm. I bet you he's a nine. <laughs> I have a high feeling he's a nine. Um, I'll I'm going to hold you to it. We're going yeah, to do the test this but, week. Yeah, but you have to like really know the person. So this is just like a exterior, like surface level guess. But I, I could definitely be wrong because it's all about like the inner things. So you really are in the thick of it. You guys are transitioning back. Um, yes. So I feel like this is the best time to reminisce about your trip. I am curious, actually. Do you plan with like the whole 
family in mind? Do you plan with just the kids in mind? Do you plan with just Harper in mind because she's the oldest? So because we've visited a foreign country to us, um, the big things I wanted to hit, like Gyeongbokgung Palace, for example, mm. that was something for the whole family, but it was more so for the adults. Like my kids could care less if they were there. My parents traveled with us too, by the way. Yes. Oh, so that's like a huge yeah, varying yeah. age. and Yes. Everything. So I wanted to make sure that in this trip, they got to see what they wanted to see. And then somewhere in there, I sprinkled in places I wanted to take the kids just for the kids. Mm, okay. Yeah. When you do take your kids to places that might not interest them, how do they do in those? They do way better outdoors than they do indoors. Okay. So I made sure that the places that we went were going to be mostly outdoors. And if it was like something indoors, such as like the Namsan Tower or something, we didn't do that because mm -hmm. that would have totally not interested them at all. So I offered for my parents at that time to just go on their own. And mm -hmm. They didn't go, but um, that was something that I opted out of because I knew right. my kids and they are very outdoorsy. And so Gyeongbokgung Palace was okay because they were able to run around and, you know, not get their butts chewed out by me. <laughs> yeah. But that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, let's go into the recommendations then. Sure. Um, one to two places that you would recommend while traveling in Korea, specifically with kids, but it sounds like it doesn't mean it was centered around just kid enjoyment. And I think that's right. a helpful thing for me to remember because my mind is always like kid centered. Right. And, and I do have to one, like, what do I want is an important question to ask. Like, cause I, yeah, like happy kids make, me feel like it's worth it but especially if we're going all the way to a foreign country like don't forget parents have desires too and like things that we would want to see so right. that's a really helpful reminder and I think it's also helpful to have conversations with your kids well in advance mm -hmm. so they're not showing up to this location and not really knowing what's going on Harper's old enough to understand maybe like 50 percent Ava probably understands 25 percent but even having it in the back of their minds like hey here this is why it's significant I want to see it you may not want to but this is what it's going to look like we showed them pictures and so it wasn't a completely new place to them really when they got there they were right. like oh this is a palace like yes it is but you mm. can't go sit in that chair you know <laughs> so sorry that was kind of a side note but recommendations okay so for the first category it was restaurants my recommendation was that there are so many of the same restaurant mm. in Korea. So like if you go to just like one area, there's like, you know, kukbap place, katsu place, Korean Chinese, like burgers. There's so many. So I don't think that you have to narrow it down, especially with kids to this specific restaurant in this specific location. I highly advise against doing that because that's going to drive everybody crazy <laughs> to get there. I think if you just choose a location, let's just say Hongdae, for example, you're going to find everything that you want there, right? So it doesn't really matter, you know, mm. where you are in terms of restaurants, unless you're a true foodie. Um, I wanted to try like all the Michelin, you know, mm. rated restaurants and stuff. We didn't get to do that, but, uh, but then you go back. Yeah, we'll go back. See, we'll go back. And I, my kids just like anything like with noodles, yeah. any mom and pop soup restaurants were a huge hit. I think that Korea was like really kid friendly when it came to meals. They all had like place settings for kids and, but they don't give you crayons and activities to do. So come prepared. Ooh, okay. Yeah. You will not be waiting very long for them to bring out the food. So I don't okay. really think that those activities are necessary, but you know, if you have a toddler or something, maybe just bring something for them to do. 
I think out of all the places that we ate at, my kids loved the seafood market that we went to. Are they um, courageous eaters? <laughs> they are kind of courageous when it comes to that stuff. They kind of like to eat what I eat because I'm constantly feeding them what I eat. At home, for example, if they don't want to eat something, if I invite them to cook with me, they're more apt to try it. Hmm. So kind of parallel to these seafood yeah. markets where you went or the meat meat restaurants, like the ni- right. nice meat restaurants, you go choose your meat. And mm-hmm. so in the seafood restaurants too, you go choose your seafood. That specific crab will be at your table. Um, and then also double this in aquarium. So we spent a lot of time just like walking around. Everybody came out and talked to them and they could see like anything they wanted. And then we went upstairs when the food was ready to eat. And that was like our most enjoyable meal, I think. But yeah, I don't really have any like specific restaurant recommendations. No, I think that's good. Even in that it kind of portrays your style too it's like what experience was the most memorable which is like yeah like doing the buttons and kind of like seeing what would be both a good meal and an aquarium that's a you know that's a smart idea yeah oh and a lot of restaurants have screens at the table so you almost have like no interaction and then the kids really like that too because you could literally look and choose boop 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 like this is what I want and then it comes out so quickly another tidbit of fun that I found yeah (laughs) when's the last time you guys went to Korea Oh, geez. So Chris has never been there. And oh, this is his first time. It was first time. And the last time I went was when I was in high school. So 20 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So worlds yes. are definitely like. Yeah, it, it really felt like a, just a completely different country. Yeah, I'm excited because I'm going with Matt, too. It's like our first time yeah. in Korea. Since with the kids, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Um, okay. What about like experiences? So we can kind of lump it together, the kids' sure. cafes, amusement parks, or museums, or et cetera. Okay. Kids-specific, what was the recommendation? You should do this. Yes, there are tons of kids' cafes there, everywhere. I would download Naver Map before you go. I like that yeah. better than Kakao Map. And if okay. you just – type in kids cafe or in Korean kids cafe (laughs) (laughs) they all come up and you can see like the ratings and stuff like that and if you have a neighbor account you can also reserve your tickets ahead of time to get into these places because a lot of the time like for example the sensory place that we went to had time blocks because most everything is like employee-led so the hello mikaru it's like a two hour time block. The first hour they play with the flower, then they go to like the rice section and then they do cooking class and then they go to free play while the cooking class is done. So you don't have to do anything. You can, it's a kid's cafe because you can sit there and you drink coffee. Oh my <laughs> you don't gosh, have to, that's like, awesome. Be with the kids. Like some of them you can leave the kids, kind of mm. like a drop in daycare, and then some of them you have to stay with them. So that one, the Hello Mikaru, you had to stay there, but I really didn't have to do anything other than right. take pictures. And then another one we went to that we went to twice because we really loved, and I even like made a TikTok and a reel on it was called Champion the Black Belt. I've heard that several times. So I oh, okay. absolutely need to put this. I don't know much about it, but that's there are been several one. locations of okay. them. We went to the one in Seoul Times Square because we were staying there. So I signed the kids up to go and you can either stay with them or you can drop them off for two hours and they will watch your children. Wow. Yeah. That place had like obstacle course, they have also employee led things such as like the Ninja Warrior course. And if you want to do art, they'll sit there and do an art project with them. Or they had a pretend play area. And then they have like a little kids area sensory play with blocks and stuff like that. I just liked it all together. It was so clean. 
restrooms were for children only. Like their employees can't even use it. That's awesome. Because sometimes yeah. when I go to those kids' museums or whatnot here, like it, I know everything is gross. Like I, I've, I see the kids like licking and like, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, so constantly vacuuming and constantly wiping down. And mm-hmm. I feel like Korea is probably one of the cleaner countries in that like whole mm-hmm. hygiene sanitation type of right. deal so it didn't matter where I went there was a lot of cleaning happening all the time like even in restaurants but mm-hmm. we really really liked that um kids cafe and I think that they would have even gone back again if I let them <laughs> and it's so, good that there is multiple locations did you guys go to the same location oh we because did yeah because we there. were staying there yeah, yeah I will say I went to Korea partly for language immersion for my kids but mm-hmm. people speak English well there right <laughs> So if they see like, yeah. you know, white baby, they're not going to go like, oh, Annyeong, you know, they say, oh, hi. And then they want to practice their like, English. Oh, you can speak English, you know. Maybe in the future you can do those like summer camp. Because I, I know you were love too to. late for that, right? Like I was. Barely. So we booked this trip the day after Harper finished her first year of kindergarten. Mm. And Korea doesn't get out of school until I think like mid-June. Yeah. So a lot of like these camps and stuff start mid-June and on but I wanted to go before the rush but I guess I wasn't thinking because I'm like oh now what are they gonna do (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah we would love to do that I saw your podcast with Camp Hwaran yeah 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 and so we'd love to do that next time whenever that's gonna be (laughs) Mm. did you guys take any either weekend trips or day trips I think it was during the week but we went to Jeju-do for a few days. It was like three days in Jeju-do. It's like a less than one hour flight. Or you can take a ferry, but I think the ferry is like several hours. Okay. Um, it was so fun. And everything, it was like so much more slower there. Like we were staying in Seoul for you know, the first leg of our trip. And it's so busy. And there's like just so much. And it's really overwhelming. But when we got to Jeju-do, it just felt like everything just like slowed down. The hotel. Okay. And they was, liked it, right? Because it- they loved it. They only liked the hotel. <laughs> they did not want to leave the hotel. What they hotel have, is this? It was the Grand Chosan Hotel. Oh. They have a lot of different resorts there. This is okay. just the one that I went with because I saw how great their kids' rooms were. And then my friend Jenny ended up going and staying there. And I had no idea she was staying there, but I saw her post. And I was like, oh, this is a sign. I have to book it. They had kid-themed rooms and like entire kids' wings. So it was like just Oh, that's families. right. I saw that. You, they all had different beds. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> And it's just like a kid's wing. So there's only families like in that wing or that floor. There's mm-hmm. like a, a kid's play place inside. It's free. Oh, wow. Okay. Like swimming pool. And then Korea is really big on breakfast buffets. Like if you stay at hotels, they have lots of buffets, lunch and dinner, but breakfast is usually really big. And this one was the only one I went to that had a, like a kid's buffet section. Wow. I mean, my kids were just good. like, this is like Disney World. Like this is Yeah. Amazing. Okay. I, I say this because they were happier because of the location, the accommodations and all these things that were kind of catered to them that we did more sightseeing, I feel like in Jeju-do than we did mm. in the city. And they were so much happier. This is my confirmation because I was like, should I do that? But like, I feel like that Jaden will have a lot of fun. And I, I think have he, a lot of fun I think he really will. Well. Was that the only outside of whole trip that you guys took? We did um, Jeju-do for a few days. Now we went to visit my aunt lives in Kumgok, which is in Namyangju or something. It's about an hour away. Okay. And her house is like in the country, mm-hmm. so we visited there for a day. And while I was there, I was telling her, I, I visited her when I was in high school too, but I was like, you know what? Next time I come, I'm coming straight here and doing my jet lag here. 
Mm. There's like nothing to do. So it's so nice because you can just do nothing and have nowhere to go and still like catch up with family. And it was beautiful. They just liked being outside. You could just like walk to a little supermarket, get an ice cream and walk back. (laughs) So it was really nice. I'm so glad you got to stay there for a month and like get to like go around and like really enjoy it. Yeah, it was hard, but it was really nice to not have to cram everything into like a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, What else are either places or experiences you might recommend? Yeah, there are a a lot of amusement parks. Okay. And I wanted to touch on that because my kids are six and four. Mm -hmm. And Harper, just depending on your kids' ages, Harper's uh, tall enough to ride most of the rides. Okay. Ava is just under the minimum height requirement for a lot of the rides. So if you have kids that are in like six and four exactly-ish, it makes it hard to go somewhere because the younger one will always be left out. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So such as um, like Pororo World or wherever I went to, or they have like a Tayo theme park, lots of theme parks. Um, Yeah. Depending on like, you know, or on... TV shows and stuff like that. They have smaller rides, like kid rides and stuff. Mm. But we also went to this place called Wonderbox, which is in this paradise resort. It's a big hotel in Incheon. And that was hard because it was about 50% of the stuff Ava couldn't do. Though okay. it was an indoor theme park and it was small, um, I think that made it worse because there was like stuff she still couldn't yeah. do. So that's tricky with amusement parks just at this age, I think. You said like the Bororo tile would be the more recommended places i think so yeah over like everland or you know lotte world or something like that which i did hear that they had kid specific rides but even so that age four is real tough because mm-hmm. the variances and height are big at that age i mean this much and they were yeah, like no you can't go on oh, they're so strict <laughs> oh my gosh she came back with the cutest little korean haircut I had, to, I had to do it i had to do it i was like one of y'all is gonna get a bowl cut while we're there who's going yeah when else will they let you do this not when they're older for sure yeah but i love it i'm like i'm gonna keep yeah. this bowl cut on her forever i took a picture and sent it to chris and he was like oh wow <laughs> Yeah, does she like it? She likes it. She keeps asking, am I cute? Am I cute? Because everybody there in like the salon was like, do you have a wig on her? Her hair is perfect all the time. It doesn't matter what you do to it. That girl's hair is perfect. I said, can uh, we do that for Harper? And the the <laughs> lady was like, no, because <laughs> her hair is curly. Um, okay, anything else? They have really nice cafes, delicious drinks. They're really big into coffee. Mm, that's right. I only asked about kids' cafes. I don't know about like regular yeah, cafes. cafes. I would just go, let your kid play on your phone and enjoy the music and aesthetics and take pictures mm. because it's so, it's just like calming. Like I loved the cafes there. They're all pretty. So if we'd be walking by, I'd be like, I'm going to go grab a coffee in here or, oh, let's go to, I bet you can take really nice pictures in this one. So I don't remember the names of them. Did you guys ever go to the animal animal cafes there? We ended up going to one. So we did our research before we went, but I didn't check minimum age requirements. Oh. And so Harper really wanted to go to the Samoya like dog cafe because there's a bunch of them, a bunch of big dogs. And mm-hmm. she's like, I have to go to that one. And then there was also a meerkat cafe. She really wanted to go to those two. So we went all the way to Hongde, got there, got in line, and they weren't less in because minimum age was 10. Oh, that's so old. So neither of them could get in. No. Yeah, that was like a foot stomping yeah. angry. But I felt bad for her. So I ended up 
asking a local and they pointed me in the direction of this like tiny little cat cafe that was on like third floor of a building and it smelled so bad but they allowed kids to come in because this was kind of like a rescue cafe all the cats in there are um, seniors <laughs> but they honestly when I went there it was so clean it's just you can't get rid of that smell when you have like that many cats right, together right. you know so we were able to go to one I'm sure there were more but that was just in our allotted time I want to circle if you don't mind there's yeah. one more kids cafe in Seoul Times Square there's a place called Jurong Jurong Zulong Zulong that's what it comes <laughs> up on and neighbor okay and it's a zoo type of experience they give you little packets of food and you can feed these animals they come like some of them come right up to you Whoa. yeah and so like you unlock the first yeah. door and it's like like a kind of a fantasy land that it allows you to go to go into and so you go through different rooms and then at the end they have like a kids play place and what do you know they have a cafe for adults to just sit in the way korean people just think about like efficiency effective you know like it they was, hear how the layout yes. of things are done so, so that the end so really is like the wow yes thank you you know like yes i would have gone back to again if i had time to because the kids really wanted to go back there okay. there's a courtyard marriott attached to this whole Times square we stayed there and i think i'm going to stay there again if i go back because it was so central and like close to everything Oh, okay. maybe that's a story for another day but so did you stay with family ever or you guys booked no, all your places we booked all of our places so initially i was going to do all airbnbs but i was going with my parents and i kind of wanted them to not have to worry about us i felt like if i did an airbnb my mom would be cooking and you know doing all that so i'm like we're on mm. vacation so we switched everything over to hotels the longest stay we had was at the courtyard marriott and then first few days we stayed at like a really fancy like luxury resort <laughs> I loved it, but I want to go back. But we couldn't afford to stay there, so we did the jet lag there. The good thing about these hotels is that the cafes in Korea don't open till nine or ten. I've heard a, that things in Korea open late, which is not super friendly. late. There yeah. are a lot of twenty-four hour restaurants, but like cafes, for some reason, there's nothing that opens. Like here, Starbucks opens at like five thirty, right? Yeah, five thirty or six. When you have flipping jet lag kids they wake you up and they're just like so hungry and like you need coffee you either have hotel coffee which i'm a coffee snob i'm not drinking that <laughs> or you go to the buffet which opens at like six or seven that's like the earliest coffee that you yeah, can get not... unless you go to the convenience store which that's not bad either i i liked it that's but really yeah, yeah the, the good thing about hotels is that you can get food and coffee super early before any of the other places open and you it sounded like you liked all of the hotels you chose we did i definitely liked the first one obviously because it was a really nice hotel oh Jeju was really good too courtyard marriott was nice too it was upper average i think just for the location alone we only really were in there to sleep mm -hmm. they didn't have like a hotel or anything like that they had restaurant lounge and then it's directly connected to Times Square, which is like a plain mall, nothing too luxury. But then it's also connected to Shinsege, which is all the luxury shops. Oh. So in there, you have two food courts to choose from. And the food courts are lit. Like, <laughs> yeah, Shinsege food court was so amazing. You didn't have to yeah. go to like the street vendors because everything was in there. 
And then yeah. it's also, it was also connected to Subway if you want to go to, on the Subway. That's perfect. So you don't have to go anywhere. You know, it's like such a random side thought as I like try to get to know everyone's like just little tendencies. I feel like Enneagram 8s really mm-hmm. like to be at the center of like, mm-hmm. like you know, maybe in life too, I don't know, but like central because then you have access to all the things that you want. Because I, I know someone else, he was sharing like how they found their house and they said, I just opened the map. I looked at the middle and I said, okay, that's where we're going to live. Like that's where we're going to find our house, you know, like because that's just oh. like, easy access kind of thing. So I wonder if there is any like that might, subtle that might correlation. might have something to do with it because I do have friends that like staying away from the hustle. Right, hustle. right, right. Like kind of tucked away, which I, I understand that. And I yeah, kinda like yeah. to do that too. But my house too, we chose this location because it was really easy to get to highways. It's mm-hmm. far, but it's right off the highway. So Interesting. anyway, yeah. That totally um, makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Tips, tips while traveling oh, tips. to okay. and from Korea. I think it was smart. Some things I've learned is that one, you booked a hotel for jet lag. That was like kind of nicer. That That's a good idea. Yeah. So I flew out of DFW. It was a direct flight. So it was a little bit longer there, maybe two hours longer there than on the way back just FYI. And then our flight there was a daytime flight. Our flight back was a red eye. Either way, I will tell you, I thought that it would change things because it was a red eye. Mm-hmm. The jet okay, still- I was like, I was just like, oh, one is ours. <laughs> the jet lag, jet lag still- is inevitable. Okay. Mm-hmm. I- yeah. Like the morning and the day is okay. It's everybody kind of hits a wall around four. Mm, right, right, right. Right before dinner. You say that you have a pretty like um, understood routine with at least Avon Harper. I am curious what it was like flying with Isabel. Like, how was it? Is this the first time you've re- flown this young, this long with one of your kids? Y- young and long, yes. The first international, the only first international flight I took with Harper. She was one and a half, and we went to England, which was nine hours. I much prefer flying with an infant over a toddler. Yeah, Evan's actually going to be like one. I don't know how it'll be. Isabel is still, uh, I nurse her. Mm, so, so that is a good. Yeah, as long as she's care. like full, she's pretty happy. Mm. And then um, obviously like if she's napped and stuff, she's pretty happy. But she's now getting more vocal and fidgety, which happens right around eight to 10 months. And then I right. think the most difficult time to fly is 12 to 24 months. We're going at 11? So. Yeah, so I'm praying for you. I think you're gonna be thank fine. You, thank he you. He seems pretty chill. He's easy to get along with. He's getting more mobile, so that's a little bit like worrisome for mm-hmm. like the flight, since the screen can't necessarily captivate him the way it will for right. Jaden. But have you picked your seats? Yeah. Did you guys get bassinet? We did lap. We had bassinet seating though. When you pick your seats, you have to pick it in a row that allows a bassinet. Not every row can fit a bassinet. Oh no, I don't think that happened i would call and ask okay we didn't use the bassinet okay so what you're gonna do i don't you probably have to edit this out is you're gonna lie about how much he weighs okay just say we want a bassinet i have an infant da, da, da. he's not over the weight limit check that out first i don't know what it is but then that it gives you so much more leg room so that's you can right, even put down right. like a little blanket and let them roam around right in front of you because a lot of the time I had her in the carrier and I was trying to like rock her to sleep and I got yelled at like several times to sit back down because the seatbelt sign was on oh no okay I will not edit this because this is important information (laughs) so it's like I think on our airplane which is a pretty standard airplane for international flights there's like row 13 or something is not an exit row it's a best not seating row so it's okay. right behind, it's the first row in economy. I think it's main cabin extra 
or something okay. like that. We didn't fly business. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then the second uh, option you have is an exit row. I okay. will tell you for an exit row, your family has to be sitting together, not in the exit seats. For example, if like you, Jaden and you and Jaden and then baby in your lap sat in the middle, but Matt got a seat in the exit row next to you over one and he had to be, they will not let him sit there because in an emergency, he will be more apt to help your family than uh... carry out his duties. I only say this because on the way there. Guess who was sitting in the exit row? Chris was sitting in the exit yeah. row and they moved him back to the back of the plane, row 33. So then you were with all the kids alone? I was with the kids, but I had my parents. Okay, okay. Oh my goodness. So that's the only downside to the exit row. We should have just okay. done an extra podcast on flying because there's like I know, so there's so many things. That's so true. <laughs> I didn't know that till we got on the plane to get there. So on the way back, I had the same rose book and I think they actually just moved me because they knew okay. what happened to the same basement seating, but on the in the front of the plane. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a good tip. Say I'm flying with two kids. Um, I know that you have bassinet seating. I was wondering if there's any way we could shift the seats around so that we can be accommodated for that. I'm sure they would say yes. Okay. And then I always bring on, I don't know if you saw this in my Instagram stories, but like a little box of chocolate for the flight attendants. I did actually see that. That's your like two side coming in where it's oh, like, you know how yeah. to do this relational stuff. I was like, oh, that's like so smart. Because I mean, it's twofold. You're saying thank you to the staff yeah. because you don't yeah. know what's going to happen during the flight and your kid can completely have a meltdown. But also I feel like they're more apt to like check on you. And like they even brought giant cups of ice cream for my kids. Like when, oh. you know, they were getting a little fussy. That was really kind of them. Not that they have to do that. Right, right. But um, they, they have a hard job, dude. I don't know how flight attendants do 12 hours straight with like that many passengers. They deserve more than chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, there are just a few more tips if you don't yes. mind. They're oh, so share. Like, yes. You have to know them. <laughs> you have to know. Yes. So, it's so hard to find a changing table in normal restaurants and cafes like you may come across one but probably not just assume you won't so it's really nice to know where your nearest mall is because the malls have these giant mother's rooms okay they're giant you can usually you can even like rent strollers for free there they have nursing rooms they have tons of changing tables you can clean your kids up there they even have microwaves and high chairs for you to be able to feed so Dang, i always that's interesting they don't have those i mean i guess space yeah so I either guess. get really good at changing them on your lap, which I've yeah. done, yeah. or my umbrella stroller does a full recline. Mm -mm -mm. So even if it doesn't do that, you can just change them like outside somewhere. But um, the part two to the changing table uh -huh. is that there's also like nowhere to throw out trash because of Korea's strict waste policies. Okay. So I always had an empty grocery bag with me, not just for diaper, but you know, for everything else. Everything, like, yeah. I'm like the central trash person in my family, mm. so much trash, and there was like nowhere to put it. And then they also charge, well, most of the time for grocery bags, if you go to like a store or something like that, or even if you were to go shopping, sometimes they don't always give the bags for free. So mm. I just had like a reusable like Target bag. I didn't know they were they had such strict waste policies. They do, yeah. and if they, I think it's like super illegal if they if they disposing of your waste against their policy. Don't your parents live there, right? Yeah, I would ask them about that because I don't I don't know exactly what the policy is, but I knew not to mess with it. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then I think my moral of the story, biggest tip is if you can travel with grandparents. <laughs> so that was, yeah. what is y'all's relationship so that like grandparents was a plus? Because I, I think as I talk to some other people just in general, mm-hmm. like that sometimes is a stressor. It was a little bit of a stressor too, only because they're not young. So I was like constantly worried about not only my family, but like, are my parents okay? Like, are they just acting okay? Cause they think I need help or mm-hmm. do they need a day to rest or like, do they want to do something on their own? Like those were my stressors, but we didn't like not get along. My parents and I get along really well. And mm-hmm. um, I think we have a, pretty good like mutual respect for how I raise my children that's so good yeah so I mean we do butt heads here and there because only because my mom thinks I'm too hard on them Mm. I am but (laughs) um she it's they're her grandbaby so she's just constantly like you need to give them grace and you know you weren't always perfect and this and that so I heard a lot of that like tennis hoodie (laughs) or like just chirping in my ear But we, we do have a really great relationship with them. And I'm really glad that they got to experience it with them. Yeah, that's so good. It sounds like it's everyone got yeah. to go to Korea and then have a good experience with each other. But we had seven people. So we couldn't take a regular taxi. We had to hire. They have like jumbo taxis, which are big vans that you can come get to pick you up. And Dang, that's a, big, that's a big crew. Yeah. But it was well, worth it. If, if, it, if it the was, dynamic it was, it was. is yes. good, it's worth it. Um, okay. Any other final tips before we reminisce and end? I think one of the things that you may notice there is that parents are really different with their kids there than here. I noticed like such a big cultural, that's a culture thing that I learned while I was in Korea. And that's hard because you're trying to take your kids to kids cafes and playgrounds and this and that. And I just felt like I was overdoing it with the don't do this, say, excuse me, sit over here until you can act right. You know, like Mm. doing that when their kids were running rampant and the parents were just more understanding and accepting of them being kids. One of the other moms also mentioned that it was like, they just do whatever they want in a sense. Yeah, they're they're less to discipline. I don't know if it's just like out in public too. Like, I don't know the culture Mm. because I don't live there, Mm -hmm. but I felt like the they were staring at me like I was crazy because I was saying this and also in English probably. And I don't have like the softest voice when I'm speaking either. <laughs> and also my kids were kind of like, why am I getting in trouble for this when like mm, Susie over not. there is or yeah. whatever her name is, yeah. is running crazy. So that was really different. Yeah. And I, I bet that's hard when you are trying to do your regular parenting. Yeah. Cause I, I was doing it for the sake of others. Like I didn't right. want my kids to be, you know, acting crazy for other people. Right. But maybe I needed to change my mind. It, it, it made me just do a lot of thinking while I was there mm. in a way, in a good way, just kind of challenging myself. Okay. What was your hardest memory there, particularly whenever you're traveling mm. with your kids? My kids complained a lot, believe it or not. They complained that their legs hurt. They were bored all the time. They wanted to buy everything because there's a lot of street shops and stuff. And like their markets, like Imatu and Lotemat and stuff, are like targets times 1,000. It's like they have a whole Toys R Us inside of the supermarket. I'm not going to any of those. I'm just no, saying. you go to the mom and pop shop. Yeah, local I Mart. just, that's a you great go in there. To, yeah, I'm not ready for that stuff. Okay. So, anyway. So that was hard for me because Mm -hmm. 
I actually one time just flipped out and I was like, you guys are being spoiled little brats. Like, do you know how much everyone needed to sacrifice for this trip for you? Do you know what we did to get you here so we could show you this? And then I realized later on, like mom guilt, obviously like they don't know. They don't know. They're not going to know the answer to that. All they knew that was they were in a foreign country outside of their comfort zone. They were tired. They were hungry. They were like super overstimulated. So yeah, they had every right to act like that. But because of all of what I put into this trip was on my shoulders, I felt like other people needed, other people, including my tiny little children, needed to not applaud me for it, but understand my right. thought. Appreciate. Maybe this is more of like the eight coming out in me. Yeah, no. Right? <laughs> I'm hearing that. Um, but yeah, I, I lost my mind. And I think that was like the hardest thing for me to do because I was like, man, you know, you don't even know. Yeah. I didn't have to do this. Nobody had to be here. We did this yeah. for you. And you've gotten all this stuff and you're going to complain that your legs hurt, you know? <laughs> and for eight, like, the two that I keep mentioning around like your family or your secure people, the the negative traits of a two might come up, which is like being resentful or unappreciated for the sacrifices that you mm. do make. And so yeah. it makes sense that like you, you, even if your style might be sound more like carefree in a sense, like right. it doesn't mean you didn't just plan a month long trip for like three generations, you know, <laughs> of like yeah. two different races and like, yeah. So yeah. that's like a huge, like applaud worthy thing. And so I'm sure that, was in the moment type of thing and it's cool that you do reflect on that after and, and realize where they really were in in their yeah mind. now I wish I would have said it then so yeah. I did apologize for it but it wasn't right afterwards because I didn't get to reflect on it till like right. later yeah and they also didn't understand me needing for them to rest after we've done something like the are now rest days because mm. <laughs> they don't understand they don't know no. I said the you need process. this yeah mm -hmm. They're like, no, we want to go outside. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> That's really smart. So, that, I think um, that was what about your most thing. favorite memory? My favorite memory. Let's see. If you ask Harper, maybe it's not me. She's gonna say 100%. I guarantee you. I'll even do it on Instagram. She's gonna say my favorite memory was eating oding on a stick. <laughs> That's like I the perfect all, memory. Yeah. You went all the way to create oding on a stick. Like I make that for you at home. But it was like the process of going and picking yeah. out what she wanted and having it on a stick and eating it. And like, I think that to her was taking everything in. That's, I think that's beautiful because that's, that's actually a representative of Korea. And like, she almost like captured that in. Right. Yeah. It's like the end of it. I'm going to get like emotional, but to her, like that was it. Like eating that stick and like seeing, taking all the sights around being with her favorite people, eating her favorite food. And I was like, Oh, it was worth it. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I love that. That's how, how you're sharing oh the memory. God. <laughs> Eights are actually big softies. <laughs> Um. Oh, yeah, you have to ask her on Instagram too. After yeah, well, I will ask her like tomorrow morning if she's not yeah, being yeah. mean to me. And so last, I guess, would be overall, just like if you could describe this trip, what would it be in a fruit? Oh, yes. I like this question. I would say it'd be like a container of blueberries. Yeah, my kids always say blueberries. They love blueberries so much, but they never know what they're going to get. Mm. Even like the sweetest one could be really right. sour, but the tiniest one could be really sweet. Yeah. So I never knew what day, what the day was going to bring. It could have like started off really bad, but then it ended great, you know, yeah. or we encountered like something we wanted to do and it seemed really hard, but it was fine or vice versa. I was yeah. like, oh, this is going to be easy. And it was like meltdown central all day. Right. But overall, the blueberry yes. can is, is good. 
Yeah, because we love blueberries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, yeah, you even said maybe next year when you're rethinking of Korea. Um, yeah. not, not everyone would think of doing this trip again. I'll let you know if I decide to try to uh, do this again. I don't know either. I don't know if that's just me coming off of the high or yeah. if it's really feasible. But um, yeah, again, it goes back to if you go there a second time, you know what to expect and you know what to do and not to do. And I think it makes it way easier on yeah. everybody. Do you have anything else you want to share? I just think that if if you want to do it, this is a trip I thought about for a long time. And I don't know why I didn't do it earlier. It's just, it takes a lot of time and energy to plan it. But if you can, just buy the tickets and let it just pan out. But I don't think you're going to regret it. I think it was a great trip. But I think the hardest part is just to commit to buying the tickets and going. Because we put it off for years. Right. Oh, well, yeah. I appreciate you coming. Aids are very strong, you know, but they have such a soft side. They're actually very vulnerable and willing to share. So I love that I got to see like a glimpse of that today. I really do feel like there's so many like parenting things that are very unique to what you have to offer. So hopefully that can happen. Oh, I'd be um, happy to share. Yeah, yes, I feel like there's a lot of wisdom there. I hope your kids um, recover from all the jet lag. <laughs> I hope so too. It's yeah. eleven thirty, so I, I know. guarantee someone's gonna be. I'm hungry in like an hour. Yes, okay. I need to release you for your oh, you're probably good. mother duties <laughs> that are coming up soon. But thank you so much for sharing all the wisdom. I feel thank like you. there was so much. Like I'm gonna be taking notes since I'm planning to travel <laughs> soon myself. You are welcome, and thank you. You're welcome. And thank you. <laughs> Thank you and you're welcome. Okay, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Polar Commentary. Bye.